Preseason game number two is in the books for the Kings as they fall to the Lakers 109-101 to start the preseason 0-2. And again, like I did after the last game, I will make the statement that none of this matters in terms of the outcome of the games. Please do not overreact to these games. The Kings went 4-0 in the preseason last year and then lost the first four games of the regular season. Like, it just, it doesn't matter at all. And so let's get into what we can take away from the preseason. You know, when, when we look at, uh, you know, individuals and also just certain lineups and how they play together. And in this one, we did have a starting lineup change because Keegan Murray was out with some... Uh, thumb soreness on his shooting hand, I believe it was. Doesn't sound like anything too serious there. But uh, after last game, Mike Brown was you know, being asked about Sasha Vezinkov and, and what his role would be. And he said something along the lines of, you know, not really guaranteeing him any a, a spot in the rotation, right? And, you know, classic Mike Brown, you have to earn it type of thing when people were kind of just assuming... Uh, he would easily be in the rotation. And some people kind of freaked out about that. But for me, it's kind of expected. I think Sasha will make his way into the rotation. And he started in this game because Keegan was out. Started in the first half. And then Duarte got the second half. And they just like flip-flopped between the first and second units. And so it was cool to see Vezhenkov out there with Sabonis and Fox which is something I said I wanted to see after last game. And immediately you saw the impact he can make offensively, where he made a cut to the basket, and that opened up Barnes for the three, and then on the next play, in the dribble handoff with Sabonis, he steps back for a three. We also saw the little um, him go into the post and have a little one-legged fadeaway so we saw what he could offer offensively. It wasn't all great, and you know he went 3 for 11 from the field. But it was still nice to see the combination play with Sabonis. With the rest of the starters, I, I think they looked fine. Like I think they looked like they're ready for the regular season. Uh, not everything was the best. Not every shot was going down, but Sabonis kind of did his thing uh, with rebounding, passing. Getting to the rim, Fox actually decided to make a field goal in this game and try to get to the rim. And he just kind of looks ready for the regular season. Barnes was solid. Herter was missing shots. But I I think in terms of the starters, I don't really need to see any more in the preseason. They're, they're ready for the regular season. And so it's more uh, the bench lineups that I wanted to see. And the guys that are fighting for a spot in the rotation. And when the, the second unit first came into the game with uh, Davion Monk, Duarte, Lyles, and uh, McGee, they looked all out of sorts, really on both ends of the court, but especially defensively, just not being able to like do the right rotations. The rotations looked super off. But then they got it together towards the end of the first quarter and at the start of the second quarter. And it looked a lot better. And I think the defensive trio of Davion, Duarte, and McGee looked really good together. Duarte especially had 
a big bounce back game, which is exactly what I wanted to see from him. And, and what I said, I wanted to, you know, him knock down a couple shots and then he was playing solid defensively and just looked like he played more within himself in this game. And that bench unit did have a while of stringing together a lot of good defensive possessions with McGee guarding the rim. Duarte and Lyles were getting deflections. Davion was, you know, doing his thing on ball. But then there were other times where, mainly when the offense of that second unit would struggle, then they would get killed in transition, just not picking up the ball or just not matching up at all. Like one play where, yes, it was a three on two, but, you know, Trey, Trey and uh, Malik were back and Trey had ball and Malik had Christian Wood running right at the basket, should have just stepped in front and, and taken Christian Wood because the other Laker was on the perimeter. And Malik just kind of sat in no man's land as the play developed so slowly and he could see everything that was happening. And then Christian Wood gets the ball and Malik just, you know, useless foul and one. And it was kind of like, it was those moments where they just were not picking up in transition that really killed that unit defensively. So when the offense wasn't going, the defense wasn't going, and the offense for that second unit didn't look great. It was very much like two separate offenses. One when Monk was handling the ball, and one when Davion was handling the ball. And most of the time it's Monk, but we did get to see a little bit of Davion with the ball. And Monk just kind of super sloppy for a second straight game he just felt like it felt like he was allergic to getting the ball into the paint he would either just jack up a three or pass on the perimeter or take a screen and then pass early out of it when he clearly could have driven to the basket and it's just one of those things where like in the playoffs against the warriors he was taking it to the basket every time and finishing because he's such a good finisher but in the regular season last season, he didn't do that as much. So it's like he's reverted back. And that's not necessarily surprising. That's why in my like preseason Kings Award predictions, I picked him as most disappointing player. Um, because I just think he's a guy that likes to just chuck threes in regular season games and in preseason games too. And then will kind of elevate his game when it gets more important. And then we saw Davion handle the ball and he knocked down a, another three, but went one for five, which wasn't great, and one for seven from the field. But his three point shots, like they didn't look bad. None of them missed badly, uh, which I guess is a good sign. And you can always see the ability from Davion to get past his defender or step back into a jump shot after he creates space off the dribble but what we haven't seen from him in his two seasons in the league is the playmaking ability really but he made a few nice passes in this game he had four assists uh, a couple driving kicks like one really nice one where I think he went baseline and then found uh, maybe Lyles out on the perimeter and so the passing looked good which is something that I just feel like we haven't seen from Davion at all. Maybe we saw it at like the end of his rookie season when he was starting at, at point guard. But since then, we really hadn't seen it at all. So that was 
a nice thing to see. And then you can tell that the team is trying to utilize JaVale McGee and his verticality and his, you know, him being a lob threat. They're really trying to utilize that. Sometimes maybe a little too much where they're just randomly throwing it up and he's just kind of having to catch and either throw up kind of a, a weird shot where it's not going to, you know, be an alley-oop dunk. It's him trying to put it in from, you know, a couple feet away after he caught it up pretty high. But you can definitely see the threat that JaVale provides there. And then in the second half, we saw that Dorte Vezhenkov uh, switch. And so Dorte went into the starting lineup. I thought he looked uh, solid in the starting group because that was another guy I wanted to see out there with the starting group. Uh, and one thing we have to remember, uh, especially, and this is why the results of preseason games does not matter. And it's because most of the time, we're not just going to see the second unit out there by itself. Like that just doesn't happen. You have one of Fox or Sabonis out there almost at all times, as well as guys like, you know, Barnes and, and Murray out there as well. And so most of the time, the offense will be better because one or two of those guys are going to be out there, which is why I wanted to see Vezhenkov and Duarte with the starting lineup and with Sabonis, with Fox, to see how they can play off of those guys. And so I thought that looked pretty good. And so that's a, a promising sign. The... Uh, real main question is is I mean obviously is it seems like there's one guy that's going to be left out in terms of the rotation between Vezhenkov, Duarte and then maybe JaVale McGee like in certain instances because we saw a lot of Sasha at the three in this game and it, it didn't work well defensively Really, Kevin Herter and Sasha are like the same player defensively in that they're not super mobile. They are longer and so can affect shots, but they're going to get blown by and they're going to get picked on. And this is obviously why Mike Brown said that Sasha's not guaranteed a spot in the rotation because he's a super talented offensive player, but if we need a better defender like Duarte, then Duarte's going to be in the rotation. But then I could also see a lot of times it being Trey Lyles at the five, and then maybe you go Sasha and Dorte together on the wings. And so that's why I said McGee could be left out at times, especially if the other team is a, a good stretch big. And I, I thought JaVale looked really good defensively, but there were definitely some times where he was closing out way too hard on Christian Wood. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, where maybe you have Trey at the five in those situations. But I, I still think JaVale looked pretty solid defensively overall against, like, even Christian Wood. And still, I think, made a, a pretty positive impact on the team defensively. But I feel like Kings fans are kind of, like, getting too stressed about who's going to play uh, and, and, and what guys are going to be in the rotation, because... It's not like you go into, you know, day one of the regular season and you have to like set your 10 man lineup and that's just it. You know, guys are going to get hurt like, you know, Keegan was out in this game 
And, you know, if it's a regular season game, he probably plays. But guys are going to be out in the regular season. And this is a problem we just didn't have last season. Last season, it was like, you know, are we going to Terrence Davis? And, you know, TD was solid at times, but I think Duarte is going to be better. And, you know, I think I'd much rather go to Sasha. We just didn't have those pieces to, like, even be stressed about which ones were we were going to play because we just didn't have depth on the wings and maybe we don't have the perfect type of depth in terms of, yeah, maybe we would want more like a a bigger, longer defensive guy, but that just is what it is. You know, if you have a bunch of good players, that's a good problem to have that not all of them can play. And at some point, like I've talked about for so long, like trades are going to happen and you can make trades to address your needs. So say Sasha looks good offensively, say he's knocking down threes, cutting to the basket, you know, hitting those one leg fadeaways, but he just isn't working out because of the makeup of the team defensively. Hey, somebody's going to want him. Or, you know, if that's Duarte, then, you know, same thing, whatever it is. So I'm just saying it's it's a good problem to have to have talented guys and fighting for, you know, a, a spot in the rotation. Last season, you had Casey Akpala starting day one and you had Trey Lyles not in the rotation and you had Chemezi Metu not in the rotation and then Metu was in the rotation and then he was out of the rotation and then he was in the rotation. You know, it's like it, these things are it's going to change. The lineup's going to change. And so I don't think it's worth worrying too much about who is going to be like day one in the rotation. And then talking about some of like the, the deeper bench guys, we had Jordan Ford uh, come on at the end, Alex Len, Kessler Edwards, Jalen Slauson, and Colby Jones uh, played more than the other four guys I just listed, but those guys were in the game at the end. So I'll start with Colby because he played you know more than those guys. He continued to impress on the boards, like him and JaVale McGee as an offensive rebounding duo is that that's pretty good and i there was one moment where it it wasn't just him but it was like the passing between i forget who it was maybe i oh it was jordan ford and then it came into to colby and then to mcgee inside and it was just a really nice passing play off of a colby cut and so he just seems like a really smart player to me Uh, And then he had a really bad miss on a three and missed inside. And so it's like, can he knock down shots is going to be the big question. He went 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Like those are not good signs in terms of shooting the ball. So his first preseason game was good shooting the ball and this one, not so much. He's definitely not an off the dribble shooter at this point at all. And then Jordan Ford, uh, not much for him this game, but you know, I always like the way that he doesn't really make too many mistakes offensively or defensively. Uh, Alex Len, I don't know. I loved what he gave in his uh, eight minutes in this one. I always do. He's just such a solid player to have, and really nice to have him as a, a third string backup big. Then we had Kessler Edwards, who is not afraid to shoot. It, he only took three threes. It felt like more. He went one for three. And I'm wondering, he went two for four from the field. So I'm wondering if one of them was like a a long two and I missed that. 
but his defense was really good. And the same thing with Jalen Slauson. His defense was really good, and I really love the way Slauson can grab a rebound and is comfortable pushing the ball up the court and then making a pass. And so those two guys are like the perfect guys defensively for this team, but they're just not good enough offensively to crack the rotation at this point, which is why they're on this team, right? We we like made up a team with a first, you know, eight guys or whatever. And within those eight guys, there's not a lot of defense. And so then, you know, the rest of the roster is filled out with a lot of guys that are better defensively that we're just hoping one of them can, one of these young players that can defend, one of these young wings can hit and be able to make threes or, or just be good enough offensively that they can crack the rotation. I mean, at this point, for Slauson, it, de it definitely seems unlikely. Kessler showed flashes last year. And I do like that he is willing to shoot the ball. He gets it out quick. He's not going to hesitate. I think, and I said it last season, like I think that's what he needs to do. Because if he's not going to shoot, he's not going to play. But then also, you know, if he shoots and misses, he's also not going to play. But he's got to try. He's Because it, <laughs> if he shoots them and makes them, then he will play. There's no scenario where if he doesn't shoot it, he's playing still, right? So it's just about him making a, a league average on threes. And I think he could crack the rotation because, like I said, he's exactly what we need in terms of a defensive wing. I do have a lot of hope, though, in Chris Duarte. This was a big bounce back game for him. And he's... I think he, you know, he doesn't seem as big as Kessler. Yeah, it's six five versus six eight for Kessler. Definitely, you know, a smaller guy, but can still defend on the wings, and has shown the ability to shoot the ball. So, I am hopeful about what Dorte can add to this team and and be a guy that if his shot is falling, like he could see important minutes guarding the other team's best player and now he's not like some lockdown defender but in terms of this team like he's one of the better wing defenders so i'm just glad he had a good game so uh you know everyone could shut up about the first game where he was absolutely horrible the kings have three more preseason games the next two are against the warriors and then they end against the jazz and I, it just made me laugh looking at the the schedule where it says like game played at a neutral location by the the game we just played against la where they were playing in anaheim like that's not a neutral location yeah it's not the lakers arena but that is not a neutral location it's in anaheim but anyways i i hope we can see more of keegan in the preseason, but, uh, you know, obviously we want to play it safe with his thumb. So if he doesn't, that's not a big deal, but I do wonder how much the starters are going to play in these next three games. Cause the starters played more minutes in this game against the Lakers than they did against the Raptors. And so, I mean, I would assume they have 
you know, the next game is going to be similar in terms of minutes, but then maybe after that, we see less minutes, and then maybe the last game, no minutes. I, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see what they do in terms of the starters' minutes. We know Mike Brown is a guy who's going to push his guys hard, and, you know, they practice more than any team, so I'm sure, you know, there's not too much resting that's going to happen, but maybe in that last game, we'll see some resting. Anyways, that is it for this episode of The Real Report. I can't wait until the regular season starts so I don't have to keep talking about not overreacting and, and things like that. Because I want to get to the regular season where we can overreact and it'd be okay because every game, you know, every game matters. And the outcome of the game actually matters. So anyways, I will see you guys in the next episode after the next preseason game against the Golden State Warriors. Peace.